action. Hello and welcome to another episode of Your Average Critics, joined as usual by Obi and Chris. How are you both? Hey, good, thanks. I'm very well. How about you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you for asking. Um, Today is just going to be a review of episode four of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, A little bit more to talk about, I think, this week than the previous weeks. Um, And I would argue that it's the best episode so far, although it's a pretty low bar. Um, That's hard. Come on. You're being very harsh. I mean... I don't think the series has been bad. Oh, that's, low. that's harsh. That's harsh. <laughs> You're wow. saying like show shit or something. It's not shit. No, I think there's been three average episodes and this was above average. I disagree, but fair enough. That's fair enough. I'll just give a quick kind of synopsis of what happened. So um, you've got Zemo and Sam and Bucky still on the hunt for Kari. Uh, Carly, sorry, and uh, the rest of her flag smashers. Um, they finally sort of Sam finds out where she is and tries to talk her down uh, without, you know, anyone kind of back bashing in and, and ruining it. Um, and you've got John Walker and uh, Lamar Hoskins, aka Battlestar, um, who are also doing the same, but John's getting a bit more impatient. Um, he seems then to start developing a bit of jealousy about the super soldier serum which Obi called last week um which ultimately leads to him taking it off screen uh in the meantime the Dora Milaje have sort of given Bucky and Sam as much time as they can uh with Zemo to help them and decide to go after him themselves uh that there's a short fight scene in Zemo's apartment uh where the Dora Milaje basically fuck up John Walker and Battlestar um, and pretty much everybody else whilst uh, Zemo just watches on. And, uh, yeah, um, what happens in the end is there's a fight between Carly and the Flag Smashers. She ends up punching uh, Battlestar into a pillar, which actually kills him, uh, which is probably one of the more realistic um, things to happen. from. Or so we think. Or so we think. Oh really? Okay, well, I'll, I'll come back to that, Chris. If you, I'm, you only, I'm only saying it. I, I, I was saying this to Obi. Um, it'd be we're saying it'd be interesting if he actually wasn't dead. But yeah, yeah. Um, quickly, before, sorry, Glenn. Before you so, uh, actually no, finish first, finish. I've just got one more thing to say, and then that rage from Battlestar dying, or maybe not dying, um, leads John Walker, aka Captain America, to um, brutally kill. Uh, I don't know what his name is, but one of the flag smashers in front of everybody. Um, and the, caught him in think, 4K. <laughs> yeah, 8K, mate. I think the uh, I think the assumption was that he was beheaded, but uh, obviously we don't see that. Um, and then the last shot is kind of an upshot of uh, John Walker with a bloodied shield, which apparently is an homage to one of the 1980s Civil War front covers. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that, you know the main key points uh what were you going to say obi i I was just going to ask before we get into like the episode properly um you see how powerful these super soldiers are yeah is it just me or is steve rogers not this powerful um i i would probably say that maybe steve rogers can control it um because yeah i mean he regularly throws 
non-super soldiers into buildings and kind of cars and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one else has died from internal bleeding apart mm-hmm. from apart from Lamar. So uh, yeah, I, I would say maybe Steve knows his own strength. Okay. I think I I I I'd have to agree with Ops. To be fair, I don't. I think these people have got way more power because Steve can run fast. Steve can throw shit, but I didn't think Steve could throw the shield as hard as he could for a wall and impact it into a wall like um, whatever his face the new Captain America did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just I, not that it's like a thing where like um, oh yeah, like like a logical thing where they're more powerful than Steve. I'm just thinking like maybe the power scales have just been or just just look different by not by mistake, but like they just done it this way so it's more so it looks better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I've seen like we've seen it's not that Steve's like a fucking weak bit. Like we've seen him like hold a he- stop a helicopter from from lifting off. So you know. But I'm just thinking like the way that these flag smashers are like punching and killing and kicking and shit and I'm thinking like right I've never seen Steve do this but I suppose like you said Glenn this probably is because he's more in control of what he's doing I guess to kind of counter my own point um, I guess Steve Steve got the super soldier serum in the 40s um, whereas this bloke was tinkering with it kind of before the blip so you've still you've got 70 years of technological advancement there with who knows who's influencing it so arguably they they might be a more powerful version, um, but yeah, I mean you called it last week that John would end up taking it, um, which he does, and I think there's a echo in this episode of it. It basically enhances what's already inside you. So if you're good, it will amplify that. If you're you know a bit shady, then you're going to be proper shady. Um, yeah. Which yeah, I think I think they're doing quite well to give. John depth and make him a more rounded character. I did sort of expect him just to be this like one dimensional you need to hate him because he's at Captain America mm. and like a smarmy little git but they you know there was talk about oh the worst day of his life was what got him the three medals of valor and I'm hoping the... they show a flashback of that <laughs> like a little just to, just to let us know what kind of went down. I would like to see because it was a good line so I'd just like to see what happened. Yeah. And, I mean, that would get us more Battlestar, because I was quite surprised that they would, at least it seems like they've killed him off after four episodes. I would have thought they would maybe be a, a, you know, kind of duo going forward. But Chris, what what made you say, you know, or maybe they're not, he's not dead? Um, Because I feel like, right, so they've, they've led us up to the point of where we're meant to assume that no, sorry, no, never really heard it. So I've I've got the feeling that in this episode and prior episode, they've no, actually just this episode, they've kind of pushed us to kind of believe that if you take the serum, like you were saying, like if you're inherently bad, it will enhance your badness. If you're inherently good, it enhance your goodness, right? Mm. Whatever you said, right? I feel like this episode they've been pushing that, pushing that. So I feel like, um him taking the serum he's already hit up he's been absolutely vexed by everyone around him for the last like two or three fight scenes he's shown that he's not strong so i feel like maybe he didn't pay enough attention to like the pulse or whatever before he kind of went in a absolute rage um 
So okay. I do, I do see a quite an interesting twist. I mean, the, the the problem with my thoughts of him being alive is that Captain America has, sorry, Captain America Mark Two has a. Uh, done himself a disservice in the public eye because he's got videos being an arsehole so or well a murderer in fact well he's going to i'm assuming that then i i reckon um just to pick you off back off that chris is that because obviously everyone's caught him like, on camera and that like they got a strip of captain america yeah and i think that might send him into even more downward spiral and then he becomes more of an antagonist sort of character like my country betrayed me blah blah blah, blah whatever whatever you know yeah, yeah. I think what this episode really shows is how worthy of the shield Sam is because yes, yes, he, yes. Was, he was able to basically basically talk down a, a supremacist, as they say in this episode, Carly, mm-hmm. um, and get her on his level. And it was only when John was like, like too impatient and impetuous and was just like, now nah, fuck this, it's me to sort of go all kind of gun blade, yeah. um, which ruined it. So it's amazing. Um, it's two different people, isn't it? Because like, Captain America was a, um, a like he was a a nobody. He was like he was so skinny, so small, just wanted to do what everyone else could do. And then he got the serum. Well, this guy has been through war, has also done some real bad things, and now we've got the serum. So he's just, yeah, he just his mentality of doing things is way different to Steve Rogers. Why does it make Steve and um, Bruce Banner wamp, but no one else? Like everyone else just has enhanced. Stuff. They're not like well, well, no, well. So Steve took the serum while he was in a machine, get injected in every orifice in the world. While these people are just injecting their leg. Okay. So, well, um, another thing. Uh, oh shit! Sorry, I completely lost my train of thought. I was thinking about Chris saying orifice. I was like, that's a really good use of the word orifice, Chris. Well done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, what was I going to say? Sorry. Well, uh, continue, whilst sorry. you gather your thoughts, I have a question. Do you think there's a possibility that Battlestar took some of the serum? Because he was well up for it when John asked him. Was it, you know? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. You don't think they was like 50-50, you know? It would have been good if they shared it, but no, no, no. Cheeky no. line each or something? No. No? Okay. I mean, we don't actually see because this is my fault. I don't, I, don't, I don't recall ever seeing him take it. He didn't. But you don't see him take it. So that 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 could be a possibility, I guess. I think if he t- if he took it, then surely he wouldn't have died at that instance. I don't think, or maybe not died. Well, we don't. If he is dead, I don't think he would have affected him that badly. Because we see Carly get shot, I think, a couple times, and she um, recovers from that pretty pretty quick. So you'd think that a blow to the stomach or whatever it was wouldn't have put him out of commission if he had super soldier serum in him. Yeah, that's true. Um, What's I going to say? Sorry. Um, oh yeah, that's it. Sorry, the thing you said about Sam um, being, about him look being more Captain America. I felt like there was a lot of, a lot of Steve like traits from Sam in this episode. Like you say, like him talking down Carly, saying like Carly's just a kid. Him saying um, to Carly that like he agrees with her cause, but just not the method of her doing it. It was very like something that Steve Rogers would say, and him kind of saying that like violence is like the. Like basically like the very last answer to solving this kind of thing I feel like it was very like yeah like we're above this and I feel like they're, they're doing well to kind of like build up his character as someone who is like in that same mentality as Steve to try and be um, like a good Captain America but it's interesting that obviously Zemo asked him would you take the serum and he said like no straight away so that was, that was I was pretty interested by that because obviously that's the one difference between him and Steve is that Steve took it and 
he didn't. I suppose Sam is more physically capable than Steve was when he was tiny. Yeah, and Falcon's also got like all of the Stark tech. Yeah. Wings and shit. Although I guess he could be Captain Falcon America. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Keep the wings and stuff. Um, do we... Oh, sorry. Quickly, sorry. There was one thing. This is what I was going. What I was actually going to say is that for 0.2 seconds, I was on uh, John Walker's side. And I was like, yeah, fuck these people up. When, when they killed Lamar Hoskins, even though I don't give a shit about, them, about him, I was like, yeah. And he was like hunting them down. He jumped out the window, smashed onto the van. And then he just started looking up, like looking, like where are these lot? I was like, yeah, let's kill these lot. <laughs> and then they actually <laughs> killed him. I was like, right. <laughs> you went a bit too far, fella. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, I was good. That was what I was going to ask. Like, do, do either of you care particularly much about um, Battlestar dying? Is it Is it kind of, enough of a, an impactful death I, I don't really care but like in terms of like uh john is it john sorry john's story it is impactful like you can tell that they're good friends and that they are, have got each other's backs and like they talk to each other about in-depth stuff so i feel like in terms of that character art it is impactful but for the maybe the greater story it's maybe not so impactful yeah, I'm with Chris. They didn't give him enough. Um, they sh- they basically showed him just being John Walker's hype man, but he doesn't. He yeah. didn't really get any any shine, any shine of his own. He was basically just li- the literal definition of a sidekick. Yeah, I feel like if we do get a flashback to that kind of war scene um, in the later episodes, I feel like that would have been more impactful before his death because mm. if you see them fighting together and like maybe saving each other's life or sort. Then you'd be like, oh, okay, this this guy shouldn't have died. But like you say, it's just just this bloke who has got a kind of corny superhero name, and you know, it's it's just a bit, yeah, a bit of a joke and, and a hype man. So if you get, it's like it's like having the Black Widow film after Black Widow dies. It's like, well, it would have been nice to say that while she was alive, and then maybe her death would have been a bit more uh, meaningful. But um, but yeah, I mean. I would, I, this, oh, sorry, go on, sorry. I was just going to say, I would be surprised if they uh, reveal he's not dead. Because, yeah. But then again, Marvel have a habit of being like, hey, they're not dead. True. Um, so, I was going to yeah. say, despite, the, um, despite his lack of, their lack of showing him, really, I do buy him and John Walker's friendship, and I do buy the rage that John felt as he was chasing down uh, the geezer who he ended up killing. I, thought, I, I think that was realist, a realistic reaction and the reaction that um, well to be honest that whole scene from when he saw that uh, Lamar was dead and then went on to kill the other guy that whole scene just kind of like reminded me of Civil War and kind of like a thing like how would you react if your best mate was, was killed by someone like would you uh, if it was me and I had the Super Soldier Serum I'm not going to lie I'd probably react the exact same way maybe not kill that guy because obviously he didn't, as he said <laughs> two or three times I didn't do it it wasn't me <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but yeah I think it's it's good like, it's a good parallel between seeing like obviously Civil War um, kind of ex- ex- expands on the idea like what would you do if your best friend was in like some sort of trouble or something happened to them and obviously you see how Steve reacts to Bucky being in trouble getting framed blah 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 how he reacts to it against Tony blah 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 all that and obviously in the end when him and Bucky are fighting Tony and he does the thing with the shield, and for a second you think he's going to kill Tony, but he just ends up doing the power. He restrains himself, like we've been saying earlier, and he just kills Tony's um, Tony's power. 
and then link that to John Walker, kind of like a similar situation, what would you do if your best friend was blah, 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 blah. And then he goes and obviously, same same thing with the shield, but then he ends up obviously taking it that step too far that, you know, we know that Steve wouldn't do, or it's not in his character. But yeah. Yeah, there's a nice little parallel, I thought. Yeah, I like that. But would, would, would Steve have done something like that had Bucky died in Civil War? No, I don't think so. Don't it's think not, so. No, it's not, his, it's not really in his character, is it? I don't think so, is it, anyway? True. True. But then I've been wrong before, so, you know. So, I'm just thinking about this, like, Battlestar being punched and then dying. Like, didn't Tony Stark have an actual moon thrown at him by Thanos? Yeah. And he was was still like... (coughs) Well, we have to believe that. Do you know what? It's so funny. It's so funny because I was was listening back to our our recap of Infinity War when 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 it first came out. And I was saying how much um, Vision annoyed me because one stab put him out of commission, but Tony had a moon thrown at him and he was fine. But um, <laughs> it's funny, yeah, because like, I think we have to, you have to kind of like suspend your disbelief, I suppose, in the fact that even though a moon probably weighs a fuckload, Tony's um, super suit, I guess, must be able to withstand that, I guess. But, oh. you know. Is it, is it vibranium or anything like that? I don't, I don't. I think it was at the time. I could be wrong though. It might be. I don't, I don't think, think it is. I think no. it's. I remember him just saying like maybe nanotech. I think. Yeah, but, nanotech. Yeah, because that yeah. that repairs itself, doesn't it? So maybe he could reinforce it when the moon was coming yeah. towards. But it. You, you'd think just the sheer weight of the moon. <laughs> just <laughs> you'd think, but you know, suspend your disbelief. You know, forget or forget everything you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Um. So. Um. Talking of vibranium, uh, the Dora Milaje are, are able segue and a half glim. Are able to fucking disconnect Bucky's arm. That was so sick. <laughs> the look on Bucky's face when he did that was priceless. He didn't have a clue. I thought was, was it so... like? Didn't Falcon go? Did you know they could do that? And he was like, No. Was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, that was so honestly. That, that fight scene um, in Zemo's apartment actually made me think like the Dora Milaje are so sick. Like yeah. I know they were obviously. in Black Panther, but you don't like seeing them outside of that context. Was like, damn, they're really kind of skilled warriors. Yeah, they're awesome. And like, even like um, when they were like um, when John tried to like, but to be fair to John, tried to be quite civil about it, and and he was like, yeah, I'm John Walker. Like basically saying, like, you don't have any jurisdiction here. They were like, we have jurisdiction everywhere we want. <laughs> and yeah. then they just started fighting. I was like, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, they're and sick. then like, they're and then when sick. one of them. Picked up the shield. I was like, that is a proper fuck you to John Walker. Mate, I said to, I, I said to you in the group chat, like, I thought like, John Walker was going to say the N-word. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to put it past him because it was so fucking disrespectful. I said, yeah, you're taking the piss. Oh my God. At least the John Walker cut. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I also liked the, the brief flashback to when, um, is it I.O.? Ao was helping Bucky yeah. come yeah, out yeah. of his his trance. Um, that was a nice little kind of scene there. Um, I mean, what else stood out for you guys in this episode? Um, yeah, I like I really like that scene a lot. I think um, showing the that scene in the beginning, showing the fear in Bucky's face as she was saying the words, like because um, obviously Bucky has said multiple times that he remembers everything. So when those words are being said, he's like, it's like, I feel like it's a fear of him saying, like, oh shit, like, is this going to turn me back into 
that person that I hate. Um, so that, like, and obviously him, like, crying and stuff, like, that was, like, a really powerful moment, I thought, for, for his character. And I really enjoyed that. Um, I also, oh, shit. I also really enjoyed um, the the talking between Carly and uh, and Sam and him try, like them trying to relate on like a, a personal level. I thought I thought was really good and it kind of shows because I think Sam has said before that he used to um, talk to soldiers about PTSD and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure he said that. Yeah, Winter Soldier, didn't he? Yeah, and he said it in this as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so it was good to him sh- like that being like a nice callback and showing that actually like this is something that he is good at and something that he can provide. And also I said this in the first episode when Sam had his fight scene, but I'm pretty sure this episode he had a really cool few moments in the, in the fight scene with, uh, with Carly and them and uh, like near, near the end. I'm like, I do really enjoy this episode, these episodes showcasing what he can do because obviously in the films he does get short changes in terms of fighting because obviously the focus is going to be on the main, the main guys, you know, the A-listers. Um, so I do really enjoy seeing what it is he can actually do. Um, and there was one more thing I wanted to say, but it has slipped my mind. So Chris, you go. Or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> what, what am I meant to go on? Just anything. What, 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 like? what stood out for you in this episode? Um, the oh, end. Yeah. No, no, no. Just go on, carry on. I was going to say sorry before I forget. Um, what I, another thing I really liked was. Um, Zemo and his commitment to like this whole no super soldiers, no heroes thing and obviously he gets to um, he somehow gets out of those handcuffs no idea how, um, finds Carly and just shoots her, so fair enough obviously she drops the, all the vials of serum and he's like, is this what I think it is? and then he just starts, I thought for a, for a second I thought he was going to take one and maybe like you know, go against all of his words but no he sticks true to his beliefs, and he just starts smashing all the bottles until he gets fucked up in the head with the uh, with, with the shield, which to be honest should kill, should kill him. <laughs> yeah. Right. But um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that was I really like that for his character. I think it's good for his that his as a villain that his principles aren't compromised. I think I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Chris, what are you gonna say before I um, jumped in? I don't know. I don't. I like. It was a good episode, but I don't think it was the like like too much to talk too much about. Really, I don't think in my mind. Um, the end scene was obviously very controversial. I was saying to I before you got in the, in the call. Like, I thought several parts of this episode were quite predictable. Like, I feel like the way everything was enraging, enraging um, John. Uh, he was eventually going to snap. Uh, I knew as soon as the serums were, we saw the serums in a in the pouch. I knew he was going to take one. Um, but yeah, I just um, good episode. But like, still, as a series goes, I don't think it's the greatest series in the world. No. But then Where'd I didn't. You... But then I didn't expect much from it. So I think it's a. It's, I, mean, I think it's an easy watch. So. Um, Where do you see it going in the next two episodes? I, I see it going that that Falcon is going to have to make a tough decision when, when push comes to shove about killing this girl, and he's going to make the right decision. What's the right decision? Not to kill her and to put her in jail. Mm. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. In terms of how you see it from the public view, that would be the the right decision, wouldn't it? But in terms of like how many people she's killed, then 
then maybe John's idea, idealism of what should happen should come true. Yeah. You know, like, but you can't spin it like John, like, sorry, it is John in it. I'm not saying just a random name here. No, it is John. Yeah. It is John. John's, John's way of doing it has really fucked him up because obviously, like, he's done that and there's photos and it's really hard to spin back a photo within the media. If the media say he's killed someone, then that's it, isn't it? Pretty much done and dusted. Got mm. a tarnished reputation, really. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, I'll tell you one thing, um, quickly, Chris, uh, that you just reminded me of. I think that um, it was quite funny. Not funny, but it was interesting how the kid, the kid who died, I think early in the episode, he was talking to Kyle and he was saying, oh, yeah, I really used to look up to Captain America. Now I look up to you, blah, blah, blah. And obviously in the episode, <laughs> Captain America kills him. Yeah, cruel <laughs> irony. Yeah. Iron, iron, uh, iron, yeah, that's a good one. Apparently, um, episode five is going to be about an hour long. Um, although with credits, it'll be about 20 minutes. Um but in this episode, what I found interesting was there was a line from Bucky and he says to Io, you know, you and Shuri really helped me. And we've not really heard much about Shuri since. Um, did she even appear? Oh, yeah, she probably had a little cameo in Endgame. She was, but, like, she was at Endgame, but like literally just the end bit when uh, the Battle Panther all come through. Yeah, like blink and you'll miss her. And yeah. like, considering she was working on Vision in Black Panther, like. Are we presuming that that led to how Sword got her and uh, got Vision and stuff? And, you know, I, I just sort of thought, yeah, it'd be nice to explore Shuri's story a bit more. Yeah, and how, did, how did Sword get Vision? Because he died in Wakanda. Mm. Well, <laughs> well this is good. here's a great, it's a great question, but... Presumably, they could have. I think Shuri got blipped, so Sword could have literally just gone to um to a kind of like, yeah, this guy belongs to us, and they were like, okay, because yeah. what what reason do they have to say no? Apart from the fact that it's vibranium, actually, but you know that aside. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with going about the Shuri stuff. I'm hoping that Black Panther two, um, she gets some uh, bit some good some, a good amount of like plot to you know that's like centered around what she's doing. Um, yeah, the whole thing with um, with her working on like Vision and stuff like that, I think it's one of those things in Infinity War that they kind of just disregarded because like they don't say whether or not she was successful in uh, in um, like fixing him or doing anything, and in the end, it doesn't. It's re- completely irrelevant now that we've seen Wonder Vision and now that we've seen Endgame. So yeah, that was a bit of a missed opportunity, I guess, from Marvel. Not maybe maybe not a missed opportunity, but just kind of something that they just decided to ignore, I guess, which is a bit annoying. Yeah. Considering they plan these things so far ahead and they've got Feige overseeing it all, there are some some things where you're like, hmm, they sort of just left that storyline or didn't continue it. Um, yeah, I can't imagine Black Panther 2 is going to focus any, any time on, on that. No. Um, no. But, like, this... this uh, the Dora Milaje in this episode gives me like so much hope for this uh, Wakanda series that they're going to be producing. I think that could got potential to be like sick. I think, yeah. and something probably if if they, well, I'm just assuming. Cause I'm just I'm just uh, guessing really that they might focus it on the Dora Milaje. So it could potentially be something that we've never seen before in terms of like all women cast, like all action, like you you really or ha- I don't think I've ever seen ever seen that type of show that features like a, or would feature an all-female cast kind of thing mm. be pretty yeah. 
and black women too. So, you know, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I was going to say, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, you like for her to take like a bigger role? Um, I, I think I would be interested in seeing it. Um, she's not, <laughs> she's not a, um, uh, she's not like a main, like, she can't be the, the main person. So I'd be worried if they said that she's the main character in the story. But I wouldn't mind them, her, them giving her more than just being the comedic relief. I think they could give her a little bit more to do, I think. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it. I'd be quite interested to see what she yeah. could do at the table. I hope we see more of Daniel Kaluuya's character. I'm yeah. curious if he's going to be in it. Yeah, was his name Probably. like Wakabi or something? Wakabi, yeah. Yeah. Um, I highly doubt he's going to be in it. Mm. Like the main role. What's the thing now that obviously, obviously with Chadwick Boseman uh, passing, they kind of—I imagine—they have to reshuffle all of their thoughts. So maybe he will. Maybe now, maybe now it'll be more of an ensemble than like a uh, a main character and then uh, B characters. Maybe it'll just be like everyone being having like equal, or maybe four or five people having like a good amount of screen time. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting though. Yeah, I just think like Daniel Kaluuya's star power is so big that mm. like you might as well capitalize on that and. You know, he did end up being kind of a little bit antagonistic, but I'm sure he could come around. Or you've got um, the who's the hench guy? What's his name? Um, Mbaku. Yeah, Mbaku. Um, yeah, I think there's there's some some good things I could do there. Um, Chris, you said something about Zemo. Um, I huh? I I find him probably me who said that to be fair. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I really don't like that his character is rich. It really just, like, I feel like they, didn't, what, yeah. they didn't touch um, upon the other films and they, they suddenly just made him rich for convenience. Chris, sorry. Chris, sorry. I half agree with you, but also I'm really stupid because I thought his name was literally Baron Zemo. As in no, I thought that. Baron. Oh, yeah, shit, I forgot about it. Maybe he is then. Maybe he is. So is he, he literally says it in the episode, like, I'm a Baron, <laughs> which is yeah. like, adjacent to royalty kind of thing so yeah. I was like okay fair enough that makes sense I was yeah, I thought that was his name as well but apparently yeah. his name's Helmut yeah okay so, okay yeah. I appreciate okay I, I'm more I'm more forgiven about it now then mm. I'm more like okay cool yeah I thought I, I respect I thought, his character it was like a wealth ex machina yeah mm. I just I think this series has made him too comedic and like not villainous really? enough when like he's doing his little shuffle in Madripoor and he's you know, getting his Turkish delight out. He just, he's, he's quite like a, I don't know, everything he says, I feel like he's imbued with sarcasm. And he, he's come across very, um, how do I say this without sounding really bad? Uh, like a, a word I won't say out loud, a P word, a little bit. Oh, no, oh that's <laughs> the kids. It's real creepy, man. I oh, thought that's, no, I, I disagree completely with that. <laughs> What's going on here, man? Oh, no, I disagree. <laughs> That's funny, though. You don't think you're there creepy with his up? No, not really. And he's, he's, like, easy, he's easy manipulated. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. Although, like, I think Glenn, you were saying to me, like, he... Was it Glenn you were saying? I don't know. But he says to the, um, to the children, oh, yeah... He gives them sweets and that and says, give me the information kind of thing. And then he says, oh, yeah, these are bad men. Don't trust these men. And then he also says, and then, like, that doesn't really lead anywhere. Like, you he's think it's going to be a thing where, like, 
um, they only tell him the information and then he uses that to his advantage, but he didn't really. No, he's been yo-yoing this whole series. Like, there's that point where, like, there's been so many occasions when he could have just fled, um, Mm. and he hasn't. Um, Like, initially when they broke him out of prison, I'm pretty sure they got split up, and then he just, like, joins them. He's like, hello, I'm here. And then um, when they're fighting with Sharon Carter in the freight kind of area, um, he disappears, he puts his mask on. Why he did that, I don't know. Puts (laughs) that mask on, um, and then gets in the car and I was like right he's off and then he's like you know like an Uber driver like here you go I'm just like he just black and then he shoots the scientist okay I understand why he did that but he just seems to be sort of doing something a little bit villainous and then helping them out something a little bit villainous helping them out yeah. and then he pulls an El Chapo and disappears but yeah he just seems to be saying one thing or, or suggesting that he's going to disappear and then I think actually uh... showing out for them I think um, with the fact that he's him sticking around, I, I I agree with you. I think it is a bit like he is kind of doing one thing, saying another thing. But also, like, I think he really wants this super soldier stuff put to bed, which I think is the only reason why he's sticking around. Because although he has resources and stuff, like Sam and Bucky also have resources. So the the three of them together is better than them being separate kind of thing. And I think he knows that. I think he's, I think he th- I think his mindset is the best chance of me stopping the super soldier serum and all this stuff is if I'm with these two and I get my um more likely to get my chance to kill off all these super soldiers. But it's only now that he's decided to run away because of the Dora Milaje are after him and he's like, yeah, fuck me. I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna deal with these nuts. So now I've got to go kind of thing. So yeah. Yeah. Um Chris, you had a question about endgame you were gonna pose. Are, are we done with this are we done with uh this then? Um Unless there's anything else anyone wants to mention, we can always come back to it. If not, but well, I was going to say about Zemo. I feel like I, I kind of agree with both of you, but like at the end of the day, like in my mindset, Zemo is just trying to get rid of all the super soldiers. So it's in his best interest to come back to these two because although he has the money and the gangster power, I guess um, he also kind of needs their like influence to get closer to the serum. So yeah, that's true. But yeah, it was a decent episode though. So um, yeah. But um, I really enjoyed the episode by the way. I just want to say that. I think the first half it was a bit slow, but then it did pick up quite nicely, and there was quite a lot of fight scenes. So it's always 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 good additions, isn't it? Really. Um, Uh, One thing I was going to quickly sorry Chris before you talk about the endgame thing. One thing I just wanted to ask is um, I think you see uh, you or we've seen quite a few times like uh, Bucky and Sam's reluctance to be like to say that the two of them are kind of like partners, do you think eventually they'll become like, do you think they're still, at the end, do you think there's still going to be an animosity between them or do you think something's going to happen that means that they are like partners and or friends? I think they'll always have a little bit of a frenemy relationship. I think that's the sort of thing that people, I guess, tune in for. I mean, not me, but um, I think that's their thing. I I want to be friends, man. It's annoying, man. I want to be good pals. I'm not that bothered about either of them, to be honest. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. Sorry, Chris, you want to ask your endgame question now? Um, yeah, so... So basically, like, I, a lot of... Recently I've seen on, like, different social medias and, uh, like, different scenes that obviously weren't added in the films. So, for example, the scene where... Iron Man goes to this soul world or whatever you want to call it 
you know, Soul World, and he sees his daughter, uh, like, grown up, and they say, I love you 3,000, blah, 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 whatever, cool. Obviously, he didn't get put in the film, but a lot of people know about it. My question was... Oh, actually, no, I do not. I think I know the answer already, actually, now I said it. But why doesn't Hulk go to the Soul World when he does the click? He didn't die. Is it just because he didn't die? I think so. But Thanos didn't die. That's true. But I suppose we don't actually see Tony go to the Soul World in the film, so as far as we're concerned, the only person who's gone there is Thanos. Is it maybe that Hulk would then revert to Bruce Banner? I don't know. Fucking wish he would. God, I don't <laughs> like Hulk is crap. No, yeah. I just came to my mind. It was, I was chatting about something. Someone got brought up, so... Uh, yeah. And for all we know, he did, but it didn't show Or is it something to do with the fact that both Thanos and Tony had daughters? Whereas... So, so, upon reading up about it, I think it's because... The Hulk didn't sacrifice any anyone to obtain the Soul Stone, but neither did neither did Tony. So I guess that was himself, to be fair. Yeah, true, true. Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, I just want to quickly a bit of film news, um, vaguely related to Marvel. Uh, that Netflix signed a four-year exclusivity deal with Sony in the US um, to put their Sony's films onto their streaming service uh, starting in 2022 which I think is a big a big deal really because Sony as far as I'm aware don't have their own streaming service mm. um, I think Paramount are, and Universal are both um, going to release them one of them's called Peacock I remember which um, but yeah so uh, it's... Rugrats is, the new Rugrats is going to be on it's going to be on that Peacock thing which I'm going to watch lol Sorry, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, Net- this is Variety. Netflix has emerged a winner of a near two-year auction deal for the exclusive US rights to stream Sony Pictures theatrical leases in the first pay TV window, starting with 2022 Slate, uh, which includes films such as Uncharted, um, the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, Venom, um, any future Jumanji films, um, and I think there was a mention of Mobius. Morbius, sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, that is just US-based currently. We'll, we'll... Seems like quite a big deal, don't you think? Yeah, I think that's pretty cool, to be fair. Um, I think it's, it, it, it's good for their films, I suppose, to have that relationship, because I know that, um, well, one, I feel like their films aren't all that well-received a lot of the time, um, and a lot of them don't make that much money so um it's good for the, i think it's good it's a good project for them to kind of to be doing this and also like with corona we don't really know how everything's going to play out specifically yet so um it might be good to think okay we've got at least a deal for our stuff to be on streaming because they might it might not perform in the cinema the way they, they wanted to or hopes it would so it'd be good to have this as like a a fallback i suppose yeah i mean particularly as they're um suggesting vaccine passports in the UK for cinemas as well. Um, not not exclusively to cinemas, but, you know, cinemas would be one of the things potentially impacted by that. So um, mm. we, we seem to be a little bit ahead of, of the US with regards to kind of coming back out um, into normality. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I just think, like, 
Sony must have looked at, you know, Warner's with HBO and Universal and Paramount and, and Disney, obviously, and thought, do you know what? We might as well utilize Netflix's mm. five, 400 million subscribers. Mm. Um, and, you know, like, I guess, like you said, maybe their films don't do so well and they just thought, this is guaranteed income. It's not worth yeah. them kind of adding another subscription service into the, into the mix. Mm. Um, it's a shame it's just US. I wonder if it'll ever migrate to the UK, but if not, I'm sure everyone will be getting their VPNs out and changing yeah, them. <laughs> so, uh, I'm yeah. it myself, but let's just say I might think about it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was a really interesting um, announcement, and it took me mm. by surprise, really. But I'm not quite sure why I was surprised. Um, but yeah, can I? Um, sorry, sorry, again. I just wanted to say a couple things, like uh, film news things that I wanted to say earlier, but I completely forgot about. If that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Um, so one, to keep it on the Netflix vibe. Yeah, I think this is nuts. But um, so Netflix have paid. Um, $469 million for the rights to the next two Knives Out sequels. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> like, I'm... I like Knives Out, but it's not worth paying $500 million for that. Fucking hell. No. I'm, I mean, presumably that includes the cost of production. Mm. Um, but the first film cost $40 million to make and only made 311 Mm. So they're basically assuming that both films will kind of make a profit of, you know, around $200 million if they keep the budget the same. But sequels tend to increase the budgets quite significantly. So, yeah, I don't... I've, I looked at that figure and I was like, that seems very, very high. Very high. Um, Is like um like, I think, was it... Uh, James Bond, the people who do James Bond, they were looking for six hundred million, I think, for the rights to No Time to Die to get to sell the rights to No Time to Die, and no, there was no buyers. Like I would think that that franchise or that film would be more successful than, like in a in a non COVID world, I reckon the that David, David Beckham that James Bond film would be um, more successful than two Knives Out sequels combined. If I'm being completely honest. But, yeah, I mean, you know, we've also got. Um... We've also got Death on the Nile coming out, which, yeah. you know... Who's, who's in it that they're making it um, that's a bit controversial? I can't remember. Uh, uh, Death on the Nile? Yeah, is it the guy who eats people, he said? Uh, what's his oh, name? Oh, um, 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 Army Hammer. That's the one, yeah. Who who looks vaguely like uh, Henry Cavill. Um, he does, actually. Um... Yeah, I mean that those rumors are bare weird. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. even necessarily want to voice them on this because I'm like, what? I don't know where that came from, but um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, you've got two very similar themed films coming out, mm. and I don't know if if I necessarily want to watch both. Remember, like, remember when during the '90s and early '90s, every time like Pixar would release a film, there'd also be a, another. Yeah. Very similar film. Well, like, they'd have, like, Ants and Bugs Life. And... Yeah. <laughs> just, like, is it like... equal these films? Say that again, Chris. Are these films prequels or sequels? I've uh, just said sequels, but I don't think they've been specific. Yeah, I think it's going to be more anthology, if yeah. that makes sense. So, like, it will just be 
Benoit Blanc, who's um, Daniel Craig's character, just finding out other mysteries. Similar to uh, Death on the Nile, Nile, which which is Hercule Poirot. Um, It's it's weird, because Knives Out is essentially a parody like the Poirot sort of series. I don't, yeah, I, I mean, 469 million, wow. Um, someone, someone's making a pretty penny off that. Yeah. Um, um, I just also mentioned that, like, because... Someone's making off, mate. I know. Mm. I know. Mm. Um, one, one thing which I think is, has come good for the home film watcher from COVID is, is that most of the kind of mid, mid range films, um, are coming onto streaming services. So obviously, like, um, we've got, uh, Palm Springs, the Andy Samberg film, which Obi you mentioned in the group chat. There's also the, um, Mauritanian. There's, you know, just films like that just coming very quickly onto services that a lot of people have, or at least we have. So we're benefiting from seeing them because something like Palm Springs, would I have gone to the cinema to watch it? Maybe, maybe not. But if it's on Amazon Prime, I'll be like, yep, I'll watch that. Um, yeah. Don't mind a bit of that. So, yeah, it's uh, I just hope that people do have the desire to go back to the cinema when. Yeah, me too. Um, me too. Any any final thoughts from both of you? Um, just quickly, there's one more thing uh, that I just wanted to say, which I find interesting because I know. So basically, I think Glenn, you told me the other day um, about Sebastian Stan. Uh, saying that he wouldn't mind playing Luke Skywalker. I think if he had, um, um, what's his face's blessing? What's his name? I don't think that was me, mate. Oh, was it not uh, you? Oh, shame. He, he said, uh, as long as uh, Mark Hamill gives him a call to say. Oh, that's it. But, but, um, but Mark Hamill basically came out immediately after saying he has no influence about who gets. <laughs> Well, I think it could it'd probably just be like an unofficial thing. You know, like when, when someone's getting married and they ask the dad for the blessing, but if the dad says no, you're still going to marry her, isn't it? So yeah. I think it's not that kind of thing. But um, so I thought that was maybe, okay, I guess it wasn't you, Glenn. It must have been somebody else. But I thought that was interesting because... Um, yeah, it was me. Oh, was it you? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting because apparently Lucasfilm have trademarked Skywalker Academy. Um, so I reckon... There could be like a little bit of it. Might it might be that um, uh, Sebastian Stan's already like in talks to kind of maybe play like a young Luke Skywalker uh, in maybe a Disney series about the Skywalker Academy with like Grogu and all them lot. Maybe maybe Ben a young Ben Solo. So I think yeah. that would that'd be pretty cool if they did that. That would be cool. It's, I think it's a bit of a dick move from Mark Hamill to be like, I don't have any influence. It's like he's not asking for you to cast him. <laughs> he's just asking for you to be like, yes, I wouldn't mind you playing a young yeah. version of me, like. <laughs> Save Disney millions and de-aging your old face. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah no. he get money when they de-age his face. Must do. Yeah, it's still his likeness, and he still gets cast and credited. That's chicken. That's that's changed up my bucket, mate. That's what he's been. That's a fair point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I also heard that uh, Din Jardin, who is the Mandalorian, mm. will appear in the book of Boba Fett. Um, cool. So, Essentially, it's just going to be The Mandalorian Season 2.5. But, hey-ho. Uh, anyone going to watch The Bad Batch? I will. Probably. I'll watch it. But they oh, 
They said that the first episode was going to be an hour long. I was like, raw. What's up with these hour long animations? This is uh, Vince Core. Oh, I'm not enjoying Invincible that much. I'm not going to lie. Fair enough. Are you up to date? No. Fair enough. It's alright. It's just a bit slow. Yeah, it's fine. It's too long. It's keeping me interested enough to keep watching. Keep watching, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I think if if they say, oh, it's going to be a season two, I'll be like, maybe not. I'll finish season one. Um, But yeah, I'm going to try and watch The Bad Batch. But because I haven't watched Clone Wars, I'm worried that there'll be better stuff going on that I don't get or don't understand. So, a bit annoying. Alright, well that concludes our review of episode 4 of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, next week uh, we will obviously review episode 5 and um, we may have watched some releases such as Palm Springs um, and we can discuss that then. Um, otherwise, thank you for listening and uh, you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at YSCPodcast17. We're also on Instagram as The Ravage Critics and um, we're on Pretty much anywhere that you want to want to find us, we've got a YouTube channel which we don't, you know, do too much on, but we might yeah, do in the future. Um, Fule's thoughts um, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, and yeah, obviously Apple Podcasts and Spotify and stuff like that. So please do subscribe and share and uh, leave us reviews. Until Keep next safe. Time.